and welcome to the 28th episode of How to Hold a Pencil. My name is Ruben Ingbert, and I'm your host. Today I have with me Aubrey Johnson, a software designer and self-taught developer coming to you from the West Coast. Uh, in 2013, Business Insider named Aubrey one of the top 75 designers in technology. Aubrey is a skilled designer and front-end developer and is currently working his way through iOS. Welcome, Aubrey. And for the people who don't know who you are, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Hi. Uh, thanks for thanks for having me on on your show. And uh, yeah, so I'm Aubrey. Um, I started my startup journey um, after after I got out of the Air Force in 2004. Um, I went to school. I thought I wanted to go to law school. I learned really quickly I didn't want to do that. And then um, I took some electives in. Uh, web design and Photoshop, and I had always kind of played around in Photoshop, you know, on kind of a novice level as a kid, and then I realized that you could actually make a career out of that. Um, so uh, I started, you know, taking more and more courses, and then I dove all in, and, and um, I got a degree in graphic design, and then I got a degree in, in web and interactive media design, another degree that was a little bit more um, in-depth. And then I um, thought I wanted to go to the West Coast, so I started applying to startups. And I uh, luckily I got a, I got a, my first job was with Twilio, um, and um, Twilio is, a, is an API that powers like a lot of text message powered things like TaskRabbit and uh, hundreds and hundreds of applications. It's a whole ecosystem that it powers, um, and that was really cool. Uh, and then you know I worked my way through a bunch of startups. I, I worked at uh, I joined as the design lead after Color's infamous launch. I built a design team there. I worked with engineers to build some more stuff. A lot of it people saw. A lot of it, a lot of stuff <laughs> no one, no one did see. That was really cool, which is you know a little sad, but that's okay. And then uh, most recently, I'm at Science in in Los Angeles, which has been labeled as a technology studio because we do a lot of different stuff. We invest in companies. We build our own companies. We um, we do a whole variety of things here. Awesome. And uh, and that's kind of my little two minute bio, I guess you could say. Very cool. So I like to ask my I like to ask my guests, uh, what's your first memory of the web? That's a good question. I think um, the first time I saw the internet was I think it was Prodigy. Um, it might have been I think it was Prodigy actually. Um, I had a friend that lived across the street, and they they had the internet. They had Prodigy, and this was before it was really popular. And they were, uh, it was, a, it was a, a girl my age, and we were, she was showing me how you could look things up, like the library. <laughs> and I remember thinking, like, well, where's the disc? Like, where's the CD? And she said, Where's no. Microsoft Encarta? Yeah, there's no Encarta. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. I was like, where's, Encar- where's the Encarta disc? I thought Prodigy was a disc. And she's like, no, no, it comes through, like, the phone. And I was like, what? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. This is weird. But I saw immediately that the data was, you know, live and, and, and relevant. And I was like, this is pretty cool. I think I was probably, I don't know, I was in middle school when I saw that. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. I'm, I'm 31 now. So that was pretty early web. That was probably 1994, 95, something like that, wow. 94, maybe even a little earlier. Yeah. Wow. That was so, I mean, that's crazy to think that, like, that was mind blowing at one point. So yeah. I know that you that you are a designer by trade, and yes. that recently, or probably over the past year or so, you have been diving into iOS development. Am I correct? Uh, less than a year. Less than a year. Yeah, I 
tried I tried for a few years since the SDK came out and I could never really kind of crack the nut to get into it. And then I was very, very fortunate to have science um, kind of clear off my projects for a certain amount of time to let me essentially learn how to do iOS development. Um, and the experiment was like, can, can there be a front end of iOS development versus like, you know, full stack, um, like what something like maybe like Sam Selfis does, right, where he, he does the front end and he also does all his network connections and crazy stuff. And the experiment was, can, can you do just the UI and the interaction stuff and not necessarily be like a beast at the, all the networking and all the data, the memory management and all that stuff? And the jury's still out. I don't know if it's possible to not be able to do any of that stuff. I'm trying to get good at doing everything because it's very easy to kind of just do it all in one swoop. Yeah. Um, so, so it's been only about three months that I've been doing iOS development. Okay. So yeah. how in so you said that you've been trying to do it for years. Mm-hmm. How were you able to finally, besides having the time, because everybody everybody's in a battle for time. How sure. how now were you able to sort of dive into it and like what did you use differently now versus before and like what's what type of tools did you use to learn? I think it was like three things. The time is really important. I think the time is is I think all three of these things are are very important. The the first third of the pie is the time. The next third is the guilt of someone else paying for you to learn something that you can't learn. And there's so there's a pressure there, right? Um, so science gave me the time, but if I come back empty-handed, it's kind of like, dude, that's not cool, man. We gave you that. We paid for your salary. Do you? <laughs> you got nothing. You know, that's that wasn't going to work out. And then the last piece for me, specifically, was I'd I'd had some background in in uh, front end. Like I could write HTML and CSS really well. Kind of iffy on JavaScript, and I relied a lot on jQuery. So I did this one, I was just doing a bunch of tutorials. I did Sam's Execute iOS, I did a Linda one with Simon Allardyce, I did a bunch of Treehouse stuff, a lot of Stack Overflow, a lot of different things. And I also did, um, Paul Solt did a uh, iOS 7 course on Skillshare, it's like 25 bucks or something, if you're thinking about it, you should totally do it. Um, and the one for me that was the was the aha moment was in the Linda uh, tutorial with Simon Allardyce he likened the syntax to JavaScript. And at that point, I was like, boom. Oh, <laughs> that's how it works. Now I see. And at that point, it was done. Now I was off to the races. I was making UIs. And I have an app that's uh, probably will be in the App Store next maybe a week or so from now. And that's it's, awesome. Um, it's a, <laughs> I went for just a small project, an entire social network for my first project. Uh, Excuse me? Yeah, I know, it's totally crazy. It's lightweight, though. It's not as lightweight as Yo, but it's not as like, crazy <laughs> not, as... Nothing can be as lightweight as Yo at this point. Yeah, I think... You, <laughs> what, what, do you, what is lighter weight than Yo? You just open an app and it's like a color? No, or... it's just a single letter. It's Y. <laughs> yeah, I guess you You, you want to ask your friends why, you just send them the letter. Why? That's, <laughs> everything's why? Yeah. Actually, it would probably be popular with toddlers. Oh, for sure. It'd be pop- really It would be popular good. with everyone. Like... Why? And then Why? You, you, it starts a conversation. <laughs> so that's amazing. Like in three months, like I know you had HTML and CSS experience, but in three months you've gone from basically nothing in iOS to a product to eventually a product in the store. It's a product. Um, yeah, it's it's a real product. It's a real app. It's I mean, not, uh, it's not that a is so. Yeah. I mean, 
that is so cool and gives me a lot of confidence in an idea that I have that I'm like, all right, this is going to be my idea to build something in iOS. Um, but how did you sort of build the confidence? Like, I know you talked about these three pieces of the puzzle, but like, it's a tough job. Like, you know, all the pressure you have from your employer, that's fine. But like, how did you stay, how did you build your confidence to build anything, let alone a small social network or a medium social network, whatever you want to call it? I'm so excited to see this. Um, how, yeah, did you build, I mean, how did well, you build the confidence? I think, I think the thing is, um, it's probably a lot harder the longer you go and the better you get in your current career. Because it's really difficult to jump out of something you're really good at and you know really well to go back to being basically stupid again right that's how i look well that's how i feel like when i jump into ios i'm like all right i'm back to like i'm kind of dumb and i don't know everything and i'm not not like i knew everything as a designer but i definitely have an abundance of of information in the design world and and i have a very thin layer of information in in the ios world and so you know i think you have to be comfortable with feeling like you don't know and like that you're not very good at something and that you'll get better. And so I, I also did this other thing at the same time when I started learning iOS. Um, I bought a skateboard. And so I've, I've, I haven't ever skateboarded. I've ridden a snowboard a few times and I like to do like surfing and stuff like that. But um, I try to ride skateboards a few times and always like falling down and like just look dumb. And so I bought a skateboard right around the same time I was learning iOS. And my friend asked me, you bought a skateboard and you don't, you don't know how to skateboard? And I said, yeah. And he said, that's crazy, man. And I said, well, you know, uh, there's a time when you've never, you've never, you've never done anything in some, you know, different craft or trade or hobby or whatever. And so I think people do that a lot less when they get, you know, into their twenties and thirties, you know, versus when you're a kid and you just want to try something because your friends are trying it. Um, like none of my 31 year old friends are trying skateboarding right now, which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, I see a lot of kids out when I go, you know, not a lot of older guys, but I think it's just that, um, and most of those kids are probably better than you hands oh, down. No offense. Oh, they shred. And you know, they're a lot more, it, it hurts a little more when you get older and you For fall sure. versus them. They probably doesn't bother them at all. So I think it's like that, that willingness and that desire to, um, to be new at something and, and be okay with the fact that you're not very good at it for some period of time before you pick it up. And so I think that's what I try to do often in my career is try new things. Like about a year and a half ago, I tried to do some illustration stuff and none of it is like going to change the world. Right. But, um, I was never good. at. I never could draw shapes how I wanted to, or how I saw them in my mind's eye. And I just practiced and practiced and got a little bit better and good enough to put a couple things, um, you know, out there and some people said they didn't stink and that was cool to to go from zero to something something. And so I think you have to have that mentality. You have to want to do that to get to get there. I don't know if it's about confidence. It's actually probably like more about that that you're exploratory. I think I think that that is a very sound piece of advice because I think a lot of people don't realize that like when you're just starting out, like the little things matter. Like that first hello world or that first you know oh, box yeah. that you draw in uh photoshop or whatever it might be like those little things like show them off like tell people about it like because it's cool like this... there's millions of people are saying oh i should learn how to code but you're actually doing it like you're actually doing it so show somebody that you got this little thing on your iphone that says hello to you or like that's awesome 
Um, but Ruben, here's the thing about a lot of this iOS content that exists today. And if anybody out there listening makes iOS or like learning content, uh, I'm a new student. This is one data point in the sea of things. But I think you get psyched about learning something new, right? And you sit down in your computer, or you go into a class or whatever it is, and you get ready and you're like, my body is ready, GIF, right? And the clothes fly off. And you think, okay, I'm, I'm going to learn something cool. And then you spend the next like six hours learning about how to do floats and integers. <laughs> and it's like, just kill me. This is so dumb and worthless. Like, what do I need to know what a float and integer is? And the truth is you actually do need to know what like a double and all these things are later. But in the beginning, it's so critical that you get to use that hype to like change a color or move something or do a little, you know, a little bounce or something, something like that, right? And you don't actually have to know float and integer and anything to, to make that happen. And I think what happens is a lot of this content that gets produced, they spend a lot of time doing fundamentals in the beginning and um, like how to write a number and so on. And that is well and good, but there isn't enough Papa Wheelie in the front. And that's, that's a problem, I think. And for me, that, that first few weeks was really hard because I'm like, God, who cares about float and dough? Oh, my gosh. This so, is so boring and dumb. So how long did it take you to pop that first wheelie? I think, you know... <laughs> I watched some stuff, and then when I saw that Simon Allardyce one where he showed like how the syntax worked compared to JavaScript, yeah. Then I went and I I was like, all right, pause, and I went and Googled like a YouTube how to do an animation or something because now I knew how to write the syntax, and then I just did it on my own. Nobody even gave. I couldn't even find any content that did that for me on online. I had to just go find the little one off. And I mean, go, like, basically go, like, get my sugar somewhere else and come <laughs> back for my vegetables. Yeah, you know? I mean, that magical moment where all of a sudden you do something. I mean, I remember I remember all the moments where I'm like, oh, like, six months ago this would have taken me four hours to do. But today it took me 22 minutes. Like, yeah. I remember those moments where things just click. And I, I agree with you that, like, the learning platforms across the board need to push those, like, magical aha moments to happen like almost instantaneously to sort of like build your momentum so that's it the hype gets burned on the, yeah, on the boring stuff yeah because I, I mean yeah. like i i had so many false starts uh learning html and css before you know now i'm a front-end developer full-time but like when i was first learning it was like god i don't care about tables that, that nobody <laughs> even uses now like yeah. why are you telling me this right. so what would you tell someone starting out because like for like you just said it took you a few weeks before you got to that aha moment what yeah. would you tell someone starting out to keep them motivated through those first few weeks? I would say, like, you know, until the content comes out that can do this for you, be resourceful, look for those things that can get you to that point that, that you can do. You know what my first, like, aha was? It was I hit a button and it spun the text 360 <laughs> degrees. Fantastic. And I think it maybe had easing on it. And when I did that, I would just hit the button and just spin the text. It's so stupid. That's not an app. It probably is now that Yo's an app. <laughs> but like, you just, I would just bang, 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 spin, spin, spin. And I was like, that's cool. And then that would fill me up for some reason, uh, you know, the vibe to keep going. And it wasn't like I came back to that app and would like spin the text every time I was feeling bummed out or whatever. It was just enough to be like, all right, I can do that. Let me learn some basics and I'll get back to this. And the next thing I learned how to do was, this may be a little crazier, but I learned how to write a model view controller after that, which sounds intense, but it's really just moving between views on the screen, right? And it's quite a few steps on iOS, but once you get it, you're like, oh, that's cool. You can 
you can nav now I nav to screens. That's like a big portion of a lot of apps is moving from screen to screen. Yeah. So, and that was like another aha for me, I think. So we keep joking about Yo and how ridiculous the whole concept of it is. But today I read this I read this article on Medium about the Yo hackathon uh that they did at the company where like they built out like all these little apps off of the Yo API and I'm like that's fantastic. So like I we joke about it, but I think it's like even though it's i think people need to remember that like the little things can be really awesome too so i mean snapchat started out and a lot of people really were hard on that company exactly as a concept and um you know we'll see what happens right i don't i mean i think i think all these are like features of a product that could be really awesome but not like one not standalone products yet but we'll see you know you never know people people probably people were saying you know years ago that 140 characters was ridiculous and now we communicate in just about that <laughs> right eight megabytes in a yeah. computer's all you're ever going to need these things happen every few years exactly make these wild statements or they write off a thing and then it's cool we'll see right yeah i mean i worked at a company where it was super hyped and everyone hated it so i know how it is like i've been there uh with color and i understand you know getting dogged by the tech space and I mean, but Yo does what it says it's going to do, which is probably a little different than some of the products that <laughs> came out of color. So while you were learning iOS, I, I sorry for the sidebar. I want to continue on this this on the iOS learning yeah, um, yeah, because it's amazing. I, this is the first time we're talking that I'm talking to somebody who's like really just kind of learning and like just finished and is like really excited to release their app. So very new, yeah. Very, it's very new and it's fresh, and I'm so excited we got to do this. What type of roadblocks did you hit along the way? Yeah, I mean, I'm still in a lot of Roblox stuff. Right? Like, <laughs> I've got um, like an inbox thing that I have been on for for a while. That's really a struggle, um, and I think that my like lack of developer, good developer knowledge, is starting to show up, right? Um, but the iOS community is really cool, and um, and I think comes out in droves to help help people that respect the the code. So the roadblocks that I hit, the first one was like that first like couple weeks, just getting through all the like kind of slog of fundamentals. And then once I started drawing UI, I actually thought that was going to be hard, like making UI and, and animations and stuff. But it's not, especially if you come from a design background, because you like respect the time it takes to like go like, oh, it should be 22. Eh, maybe we'll go 24. Right. Like keep doing that over and over. Um, I don't think... A lot of engineers want to mess around with that stuff, but as designers, we care about those things. So for me, that's easy. And then some of the harder stuff was like, um, I actually invited the pain into my life. I decided to take the Sam Sofa's approach and do all code, no interface builder, no storyboards, none of that. And so finding resources to do all code uh, like stuff, like build a collection view or build a table view. A table view is like, your contact list and a collection view would be like your Instagram feed. Right. Got it. Um, I don't know for sure. That's how Instagram builds it, but I'm just making an estimation. Um, I'll so, take your word for it. Cause I have no yeah. idea. So building, <laughs> building those things, you can build them with interface builder where you basically drag and drop those things onto like a stage essentially. Yeah. And then they'll, you can wire them up and they work or wow. you can write them all by code by hand, not WYSIWYG. And, um, it's a lot harder to find resources that do all code stuff. 
But when you do that, and this is there's, I mean, I'm inviting the the flame war here. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you do all code, all your everything lives in code. It doesn't live in checkboxes and in the storyboard and so on. And um, it's just one place to look for things. For me, in my mind, that helped me understand it clearer. For other people, they're going to have to see it visually and do interface and storyboard. I don't not like storyboard or not like interface builder as a fundamental thing. I just don't like it personally for me. Okay, so what is your favorite piece of this project that you built? Um, so Pop Pop came out while I've been building this. Uh, Facebook Pop? Yeah. And that's been cool. To Very be able cool. to get like some really nice, like clean animations uh that that you can use in you know it's very it's a very diverse way um that's really cool because writing that stuff by hand it's you know it's a lot yeah for sure yeah and if somebody i mean i what i've learned over the past couple past year or so is that like yes you should write your own stuff and you should learn how to do things but there's sometimes where like other people have written it and like they've open sourced it and it's a great resource and you should use it like there's no reason to reinvent the wheel exactly so i have I have two favorites. The first favorite is when I got Pop to work, like on an interaction, when I touched something and it did a cool, like it some cool animation. <laughs> yeah, it did like a bounce actually, which was kind of it was awesome. Awesome. Um, and then the next big thing was um, I used Parse for the back end. Yeah. And that's also hard, uh, in, depending on probably good developers. Yeah, I'd be like, that's not hard. That's easy. But for me, I'm not a good engineer. It was hard. So um, I think for a getting, lot, of, I think for more people than others, it'd be hard. So don't don't think you're alone. <laughs> so when I first clicked into the app and I looked in Parse and it made a user, that was like a big moment. And then when I got some little piece of nugget off the database and put it in the app and saw it, I was like, whoa, this is sick. That was a big moment too. So database connection was an aha moment, and then some animations were really really big too. Awesome. So. You said earlier that you did a bunch of tutorials. Linda, yes. Treehouse, the Execute iOS with Sam Sophist. Um, Skillshare. Skillshare, so many. YouTube. YouTube, yep. like, and everybody needs to do everything because that's how you learn. You do multiple things. You repeat over and over again until it becomes, you know, muscle memory. Yeah. What would you recommend to somebody to start? Like, where, which tutorial, which which platform would you recommend say like this is where you should go first and then follow suit like would the skillshare class be a good place to start or would the sam sophist thing or treehouse like what what, from somebody who's just learned it i'd love to hear this answer i i would say i think i'll disappoint you in that like that would be like me suggesting what university people should go to right (laughs) there's so many different ones and each of them have specialties but some of them have overlap and how do you get into that right i think you need to find out what kind of what Talk to other people and find someone who's a similar learner, like it has a similar learning style to you, and maybe try that. The great thing is almost all this stuff is relatively free to start, right? I think there's very few. The barrier is low to get in. If you've done some jQuery, I'll give you my personal opinion. If you've done some jQuery and you're like, I pretty much know how to do jQuery all right, you should check out the Linda one. I think I'll send you the link to it after this. Maybe you can put it with the For sure. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, and then check that one out and get to the part where he likens the syntax of JavaScript. That might blow your mind. And then um, Paul Soltz, Skillshare, was pretty awesome because he Skype called with me like one-on-one after I did the class. Oh, that's awesome. He was going to do that for hundreds of people, but um, he was very accessible as a teacher. And I think in any sort of learning environment, when you can access the teachers, 
It's very critical. Sam Sofas is also a friend of mine. I would say, let me back up. I did execute iOS first, but it was like riding a rocket. I was hanging on. It was really fast. <laughs> yeah. And then I kind of went back and did some of that other stuff. So execute is the first thing I looked at. Um, I would check out Sam, Sam's stuff on Treehouse. Sam, talk to Sam, see if you can find out like, you know, if there's more resources that, that he can help you with. For um, sure, and you, you should all listen to Sam's episode, which I'll link to in the show notes, because he was on the show a few weeks back, and it was really a great show. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And he's just so friendly and helpful and just a great guy, and, and um, I really respect him, and I actually owe it to Sam that I'm on, that I'm that I'm at where I'm at today because of Execute and because of the things that, just like his coolness about sharing. Yeah. Uh, the things that really instilled the confidence to try it. Maybe that's where it came from. You asked about confidence. I saw Sam make something with that Josh guy who hadn't done any code, and I'm like, I can write HTML, <laughs> JavaScript. I'm better than, better off than that. I should For be sure. Right. So if you could, uh, so this is gonna be a two-parter. So if you could go back to yourself at the very beginning of your learning of iOS, mm-hmm. what one piece of advice would you give yourself? And if you could go back to when you were first starting out in startup life, what one piece of advice would you give yourself then, too? So in the startup one, I know the answer to that because I think about it a lot, is that I would have started writing code sooner. And I think if you're a designer and you don't want to learn code, you should you should fix your attitude. <laughs> uh, that's my opinion on that. Um, because I think it's nice to be able to have that's the That's like laying down, laying down the law right there. It's like get in it or get out. <laughs> I, well, I think I wrote a post on this actually. I think that code and design are actually are the digital medium. It's not design and code separate. It's, it is a handshake, and that's what I said it was in the post that I wrote. Um, and I can send you a link to that too if you want to. For sure. I'd appreciate uh, it. Dig in. But so I would say learn code sooner because you'll be able to – you don't have to write code your whole career, but you'll be able to talk to engineers in a way that's very conversational and, and easygoing because you'll understand you know, what their struggles are and then maybe they want to know what your struggles are. It's like a nice bond that you get with, your, with the people you work with because right? you can't do everything yourself. And then for the beginning of my iOS self, I would say um, – man, I don't know. I feel like I've gotten pretty far pretty fast from the other iOS engineers that I've talked to. Um, I would say just keep going, like work really, really hard. It's hard in the beginning. Just don't give up. Don't give up. Keep hitting play. Keep coming in. Keep trying. For sure. So the last two questions I have for you is uh, what uh, what does the uh, future hold for you? Like where do you see in the next six months and you know, that kind of stuff? I think, you know, when you look around and you walk places, you see – what the future is and you see where everyone's face is pointed and so i think if you're if you're focused on mobile stuff and and probably wearables will and you know automatic automotive interfaces you're probably going to be doing the right thing for yourself career-wise um and so uh that's you know where i'm aiming the the ability to make prototypes and and applications in those mediums to me is really attractive and so I plan to just keep trying to make stuff. And um, I like my gig here at Science. And um, if you're listening, recruiters, uh, I like my gig at Science. <laughs> it's so uh, funny. I, 
that, that recruiter comment just cracks me up. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I was unemployed for six months looking for a job, and nobody returned my calls, and now I'm employed. And they're like, oh, we saw your resume on LinkedIn, and we'd love to talk to you. I'm like, no, I like where I'm working. Leave me alone, please. I know. You, it's <laughs> it's very funny how, how that works out. But um, uh, recruiting's a hard job, so I'm yeah. not trying to No, trying to for sure, for sure, for it's sure. It's definitely tough. The... Um, the, the thing I would say is just like for, for me, I think I'm happy where I'm at and I'm in, in an environment where I'm around great people and can obviously have the luxury to be trusted to, to try new things. And um, I'll just keep trying them. I'll put this app out. It'll probably not be the best one. You know, no one's first tried anything is the best thing they've ever done. Um, but maybe maybe I can get to, to success quickly, hopefully. So I know you've been alluding to this app. Will you tell us the name? The name is Ohai, like the meme, H-A-I. O-H-A-I. Very yeah. cool. And so it's like a social network of sorts? Is that what you're, Is that the only only nugget of information on this? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's hold off on any more, uh, All right. any more disclosures until it's more public. But uh, hopefully it's cool. I think it's just something fun. It's just an idea. It's probably duplicative of other things that exist. You know, I don't know. Well, it's not – I'm not trying to like re- – create a whole new thing i just was trying to make make uh make an app and see if i could get it to work <laughs> well maybe a couple of people will try it out That'd re- be cool. regardless if it's a huge success or whatever it might be you should be extremely proud of yourself because i think it's amazing that three months ago you didn't really know this and now you're like releasing a you know pretty substantial what seems like a very substantial app so the last question i like to ask everyone is uh where can we find you on the internet twitter website that kind of stuff yeah, if um, probably the most like regular stream of of information comes from my Twitter handle, which is um, just a u b ob, and then um, my website is aubrey.me if you want to check that out. Awesome. Um, yeah, and so there's work that I've done there, and um, I think I linked to my Medium, which would have that post on uh, on doing uh on writing code as a designer very yeah. cool well Aubrey, i want to thank you so much for being a guest on this episode um thanks for having it me was, really appreciate it personally it was fulfilling for me because like you're you're very inspiring and it's a great story and uh i think my listeners uh will also love it uh if we talked about a bunch of stuff we'll link to, i will link to a bunch of it in the show notes which you can find at the new how to hold a pencil.com which is launching this week um check it out www.howtoholdapencil.com you can follow me on twitter at ruben ingber that's r-e-u-b-e-n-i-n-g-b-e-r or you can follow the show on twitter at hold a pencil um and thank you so much to aubrey once again for being on the show thanks